Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. Hello and welcome to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes, and today's episode, we're going to be looking at AI in travel and hospitality and the ethics behind it. Travel Market Life. Joining me now is Emma Taylor, thematic analyst, and Nick Wyatt, head of research at Global Data. Hi, thanks ever so much for joining me today. Now, I mean, AI is a massive um, topic in the industry right now. I mean, you can't um, turn to a magazine, a newsletter, social media without actually seeing it in a stream of some kind. Um, so it is a tech of the moment. I'd love to know from you guys as you're looking at the industry and, and, and seeing how they're sort of uh, engaging with this technology, in what way? Is, uh, is it being deployed effectively within travel and hospitality? I mean, Nick, Nick, I know you've been particularly exploring this. Yeah, well, first of all, Ryan, thanks for uh, inviting us on. Um, and yeah, you're right, it is the technology of the moment. But I think just to take a step back, I think we have to look at what do we actually mean by AI? Because it's quite a catch-all term. You know, we could be looking at things like uh, large language models. We could be looking at other forms of machine learning. We could be looking at computer vision. We could be looking at conversational platforms. So there's a lot going on. Um, and I think that there are examples of where, you know, it is being deployed effectively. And I think the most basic example that we see is where maybe certain repetitive tasks are being sort of automated. Um, and in terms of hospitality, the advantage of that is that you're freeing the sort of staff up to spend time with guests. As we all know, the kind of the, the number one thing you're striving for is a high level of guest satisfaction. That guest experience is at the heart of everything that hotels are doing. That becomes arguably more uh, important the further up the sort of uh, value chain you go within within the sort of star rating system, if you like. Um, so I think that that is one area we see certain sort of tasks maybe around uh, check-in, for example, is one, managing bookings, those kinds of things. Using AI um, in those regards is, is something we're seeing more of. I think the other element is around personalization. Uh, being able to make recommendations either for upsell opportunities on an existing stay or perhaps for, you know, post-stay uh, promotions, you know, individualized promotions after that. Say, okay, we know that from the data we've collected, analyzed, etc., this person stays in this type of room with this view. They've had a tendency to, for these dining options, you know, can we now market accordingly? And that's something that we've seen. But I think... Well, in terms of sort of the hotel industry specifically, there are, I think, a couple of industries they could learn from. I think we've seen cruise industries do some really interesting things around um, sort of AI. You know, if you think about something like Ocean Medallion on Princess Cruises, where it's used as, you know, the way somebody pays, it's used as their door key. It can, there's a whole lot of um, sort of uh, information it can gather on the guest. And I think that's something that hotels are looking to move toward and the other one i would say is i think there's some really good um uses of ai with regards to dynamic pricing in the airlines industry i think there's a lot that goes on with sort of pricing iq sort of models within aviation and i think aviation kind of has sort of set the standard where, where that sort of form of ai is concerned 
I mean, we always sort of look at technology and deployment across the travel and hospitality space. And as you say, where we sort of see the real leadership and innovation is within aviation and how they're sort of drawing on um, how it's being deployed in other areas like entertainment and um, as, uh, as, and retail. Um, and obviously picking up that point there um, around a dynamic pricing, Nick, it's, it's fascinating the, the power um, it can offer actually from a personalization perspective and, and really sort of address some of those points um, of, of loyalty and um, really driving um, that consumer demand. Um, how, how, um, how far do you feel that the hospitality is actually at reaching that stage? Because I know when we're at the International Hotel Technology Forum, you know, there is always there's a lot of that conversation of, well, the industry isn't just there yet. There's a lot of issues around even just making sure the tech stack is in place and that there are those integrations. Um, Nick, does AI rely heavily um, on the need to have these systems integrated and, and data to be shared? It does to do it effectively. I think that's the key. I think, you know, collecting data is one thing, then actually doing something meaningful with it and realizing that some of the data doesn't really offer you a whole lot. You know, I think somebody, one of the speakers used the analogy, didn't they, that it, it's like water in the sense that, you know, what 70% of the Earth's surface is covered by water, a very small percentage of that is actually fit for consumption. And they said that data is very similar to that. Um, so, yes, I think they are. I, I do think that the hospitality industry has made good strides in this area. And I think that it's interesting you mentioned loyalty because I think that that's been a driver behind it. Um, because obviously we've seen hotels want to move more towards, um, you know, direct bookings so that they're not having to be so reliant on OTAs. Um, obviously, there are commissions involved in that, et cetera. Um, then again, there are then some failings. I mean, you know, I had a conversation with somebody at the conference who was just still completely dumbfounded by the lack of price parity between between these platforms. The reason that a lot of people book from OTAs in this person's view was they often see it cheaper on there, you know, and they're not going to, it's all well and good, a hotel chain saying, well, if you get in touch with us, we'll match it. People are not going to go out of their way to get in touch with you. It has to be there at the point of exploration, at the point of planning. You know, if it's not there, then you've probably lost them. Um, so I do think that it is moving in the right direction. And I think loyalty is a is a, is a good way of, of kind of doing it and trying to drive direct bookings. And I think, you know, as with all things, some companies are doing that better than others. And Emma, I mean, you were giving a presentation at IHTF around the ethical dilemmas of AI. Um, uh, but before we actually address that, what do you see uh, within the industry? Are the quick wins for companies exploring artificial intelligence and, and the types of benefits that they can be delivered? Yeah, well, I guess, Nick, you know, obviously, like, just explained a lot of them, you know, automating a lot of that processes and really and really freeing up um, the time uh, of, of, of workers in the industry and creating that better booking experience as well for customers, fostering increasing that loyalty. Um, I think things like increasing accessibility to customer service, that kind of thing, and just immediately having a 24-hour chatbot that works well. Um, in terms of cybersecurity as well, Nick gave a, a good talk on great talk on cybersecurity at the conference and AI as well can be can be used for you know fraud detection prevention I mean really at every every level I think there are small things that can that can be automated um, for operational yeah efficiency and cost cutting even 
Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's about looking at those solutions and identifying where they say the benefits are. But, you know, the big conversation, Emma, that we're having at the moment uh, is around ChatGBT. Um, now, what kind of use cases do you see for this generative AI, particularly within travel and hospitality? Because that's a big question on everybody's lips. I mean, it creates articles. But mm. how uh, can we use it within the industry right now? Yeah, definitely. There's such such a hype around it and such um, a sense of urgency for everyone to really start to, to deploy something. And I think there are a lot of really valid uh, use cases that, that, that I could see for the travel and tourism industry. You know, as I said, with um, customer service, uh, customer service in general. So you could get ChatGPT or, or, or another generative uh, AI large language model and integrate that into a hotel, your hotel's website or an app that then would then provide, you know, 24-7 customer service um, or could could reply to uh, frequently asked questions about the hotel and, and the uh, hotel services. And then what we mentioned earlier as well in terms of personalization. So ChatGPT could then be used to recommend uh, room types, suggest nearby attractions, that kind of thing for uh, for guests staying at a hotel. Um, and then in terms of operations, so as I said, operational efficiency, uh, I saw one article which explained how you could then integrate it to help with things like housekeeping schedules and inventory uh, inventory management. So then, you know, it could, ChatGPT could sort of send you an alert to let you know when, when a room needed cleaning. Um, and then, yeah, of course, as you said, mentioned, uh, you know, it can write articles. So in terms of marketing, I can see, see it working there. Um, and then I think the final thing, which I think is probably one of the most interesting, is in terms of product development. So I think ChatGPT and, and other models are now, they're now creating these generative AI app builders, which mean that people with less technical proficiency can build um, different platforms than they could have before. So, you know, they could now create bots or chat apps or digital assistants um, using generative AI instead of needing yeah, so much technical know-how. I mean, it is fascinating there, just making everything so much simpler and easier and quicker um, to be able to move things and evolve things um, much faster. And I, I certainly saw that Expedia launched a special app um, that actually relies on ChatGBT to be able to recommend holidays. And it's great to be able to see something that customers can in, in, in interact with and really gives ideas, I think, for the travel industry. Um, however, there are concerns over AI and, and the ethics around it. Um, as, as we heard a few weeks ago, um, there was a letter that was co-signed by the likes of Elon Musk and thousands of others uh, mm. demanding a pause in artificial intelligence research, which obviously has created a firestorm. Um, and they asked for a six-month hiatus on the development of these systems. Um, what I understand about that, that's about the, it's the focus on the deployment of large language models, which you referred to. Um, and these models, which can predict like the next word in a sequence, given the preceding words and the, the backbone of many of the conversational AI systems. However, the experts are arguing that these models are more powerful than ever before, and they simply don't understand how they work, which is quite scary if, if, if the people behind developing them don't understand how they work. Um, so um, what other sort of ethics do we have to be considered, can be considering, um, especially to make sure that, you know, that it's under control and we know uh, what is actually delivering for our customers and also, um, I guess, employees and, and the larger workforce? Mm. 
I think yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. That's so interesting. I mean, I think with the with the letter from from the uh, from the different es- experts, that was a really interesting thing because I've kind of perceived it that the it's not the AI itself which is um, getting out out of control. It's more the arms race over AI. You know, this sort of like one upping each other constantly, which which is getting everyone into a frenzy i think that's what they need to put the brakes on it might not be the the, the models themselves because i think one of the people did uh, describe it as uh you know compare it to human intelligence which is still incredibly incredibly far far away from um but yeah i think it's it's definitely right to stop and think before implementing all this type of technology and really knowing um you know the dangers that come the potential dangers that come with it and making sure that you've explored that so you know, I said in my presentation, you need to think about uh, dangers of misinformation. These these uh, models can often conflate fake news with news, um, fact and fiction, and then produce that at a really alarming level. Um, you've got to think about things like data privacy. So uh, there's been a lot of different uh, articles recently about the data that you then put into these models wh- where it's then replicated again especially for the ho- hotel industry it has a lot of access to really uh, personal personal data um, in terms of copyright as well um, and also uh, things like cyber crime there's, there's a lot of things that need to be considered before um, sort of yeah rushing to implement these types of things and I think there's a lot of considerations as well for for general AI. So uh, in terms of your data inputs, that's always something that you need to really make sure you've you've considered your training data, make sure it's diverse, uh, make sure it's large enough, make sure it's representative enough. Um, it's really important to really define your outcome, make sure your your model's aligned. Um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different considerations. Um, so for the hospitality industry, as you say, um, there's a lot there to to unpack, and but um, as there are some really quick wins that you can put into place. Um, now the industry as a whole, as we've just covered, um, sits on a huge amount of data, and um, there's a lot of discussion really about you know around sustainability of this data and the impact that that it could have um, on the carbon footprint um, as well as on security. And this is an area that you specialize in, Nick, and, and you've been looking at. Yeah, it is. And I think it, it, it's always fascinated me, the sort of travel industry's relationship with sustainability, because th- there's always this slightly uneasy marriage of these sort of two ideas, because there are some parts of the industry which just, you know, inherently create a carbon footprint. But there, is, there are a lot of things that you can do, you know, to also minimize the impact. Um, and I think, the, again, the industry has made great strides, but this is what this is a really fascinating one to me with the data centers. And it's something you spoke about, actually, Ryan, in, in, in this kind of... Uh, wrap up sort of key key takeaway session at, at the conference was around this sort of um how data is the new oil and it is in the sense that it can be damaging if we're not careful um you know that that was sort of one of your your comments and it's interesting because you have these huge data centers that are processing all of this information all of this data they generate huge amounts of heat they take lots and lots of energy to run and then it's kind of, well, how is that energy being generated? Is it clean energy? Is it fossil fuel energy? You know, those things have to be considered. But then also what, what I took away from the conference was that there are now some sort of quite ingenious solutions coming up, how you can actually then harness 
the heat that these sensors produce. Who knows what's next? I mean, we have moved so fast uh, in the last decade uh, with technology. And I know that there's a lot of catching up to do, even from a from our own perspectives of, of what it's capable of. Um, I mean, where for you personally, I mean, your own personal life, do you benefit most do you think from AI? Uh, because you know it, it, we, we've seen it in different entertainment platforms and um, different payment platforms. But for you, you know, where, where do you get the most benefit or the most enjoyment? Oh gosh, that's a really difficult question. Probably in a way that I'm not even aware of, to be honest. Um, it's just used, you know, so uh, prolifically in in ev ev everything that we do. Um, I think probably a lot of in entertainment recommender algorithms, I think, are just so uh, astute now. They're really good at recommending exactly what you need and when you need it. Also good at recommending you things that you that you want um, and probably don't need. Uh, so I'd, I'd say that's uh, probably detrimental to my bank balance. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe Netflix. Who knows? How about well, yourself, Nick? Yeah, I, I would say similar, actually. I think it is the personalization aspect, having sort of things that are recommended to me that do kind of um, hit the spot of what I, what my interest area is, essentially. Um, and I've, I've had this in all watch. Just, yes, you've got streaming platforms, you know, music with things like Spotify, also with things like Netflix or mm. Disney Plus, you know, you get it there. Mm. But actually, the one that interests me is when you mentioned the ChatGPT Expedia example, because OTAs, I think, are actually quite good at this. Um, they, they do a lot with this and they know what to push to you. They know that, you know, oh, this person has booked on, on mobile devices before. Let's push them a mobile only offer, you know, like you get on something like booking.com, for example. So I, I actually would say that, yeah, that kind of recommend piece. But to me, I, I very much got a keen eye on that sort of uh, that planning stage of a trip use of large language models, I think is really interesting because the way that Expedia explains it, if I remember correctly, when I read their statement when they launched this, is that they actually describe it as you can have an open-ended conversation with the platform. But then, you know, that's that sounds really great. But that brings in your point then, Ryan, about this the diversity element. You need to make sure it's not leaning on misconceptions, mistruths, you know, kind of uh, lazy tropes about certain destinations, certain attractions, etc because that then risks becoming a negative and steering people away from those areas um, based on not a lot. Um, but yeah, for me, I'd say it's the recommender platforms and, and that to me, as I say, I think OTAs are, are an area I've definitely got an eye on with this because I think it, it could be fascinating to see what they do. Yeah, I guess you've got to make it fun, haven't you? I mean, I saw last year that an OTA launched a, like a Tinder style matching uh, holiday matchmaker um, and it's based on your intent and preferences. And it was just, it was just brilliant. Swipe left, swipe right. Oh, my God, this is everything that I'm particularly interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but it's, it's interesting because I think that came up at the conference, didn't it? People were talking about gamifying certain things to, to make it to, because it, it aids engagement with the platform, essentially. Um but I guess the, the final piece where maybe I would like to see more done um, that came up at the conference, which I thought was really interesting, was on that sustainability piece and how, you know, this has gone on for years. You know, you get the, the sort of sign in the hotel room. Oh, you know, you help out a lot if you don't, you know, have your towels washed every day and all this kind of thing. But is there a way of tying that to loyalty schemes, for example? Is there a way of, how can you actually properly incentivize the guest 
to engage in those things, to engage in those sustainability measures. It could be anything from water usage to food wastage. Um, but I think that, that that idea of maybe linking it to some sort of reward to them, which could be loyalty points, I think is, is an interesting one. And it will, again, you know, be, be interesting to see whether they go down that road of using AI to maybe then start to link it to that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it'll be uh, interesting to see all those use cases that that start to come out, and um, I'd definitely be looking at uh, look at exploring those here on Travel Market Life. So, Emma, Nick, thank you ever so much um, for your time today, um, and actually giving us that insight to how the industry is is using AI and uh, some of the um, you know challenges to, to watch out for, as well as the ethical dilemmas. It's been insightful. Oh, thank right, you right. so much for having us. No problem. Hope to speak to you soon. Um, so that was uh, Emma Taylor, um, the thematic analyst uh, to Global Data, along with her colleague, Nick Wyatt, head of research, talking about AI in travel and hospitality and the ethics behind it. Uh, for more podcast episodes, check out Travel Market Life across all the podcast channels. Subscribe to our newsletter on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening and look out for the next episode. Ciao for now. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.